when the replay official did not stop I, the game. I'm not going to comment on that. I'll get fined for the rest of my life if I get commented on that. We had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be illegal. Coach Harris, they don't talk. Is that something you just ignore? Yeah. Yeah, you, you ignore because one week you're getting fired, and the next week you're going to take another job. And I'm worried about the darn SEC West Championship. And so, yes, to answer your question, our purpose is to win. Make no mistake about it. But it's to win the right way. And our goal, our stated goal, is going to be to win the Sun Belt. Uh, sorry, to win the SEC East. That's iron sharpening iron. That's the way this thing's got to work, man. We got to know and understand that it's got to be about competition. Talk about the reception you received from the fan, fan base. Did you ever think you'd be kissing and hugging babies at the tarmac when you got the point? Um, a lot better than another tarmac experience that I had. <laughs> I didn't think of it. It was like, like an anniversary or something like that. We're coming. We're coming. And we ain't backing down. You got control. Everybody just do Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Hey, happy Valentine's Day, buddy. Can I be expecting something in the mail or... No, but if you're listening to this pod early and you forgot what this day was, you better run out to the store, get those flowers, get the cards, make that lady or gentleman happy, man. Absolutely. Look at that, Shane. We're dropping SEC knowledge. We're helping the family out here. <laughs> this is a family show. Even That's though we're it. we're a little profane, we're still a family show. A full show. All right, Shane. Well, you know, I got to be honest with you, you know, since it, the news has really slowed down here in the SEC, not a ton to cover. So I thought it'd be a little bit fun to just try something different on this episode. Still wanted to get a second show out this week to the listeners. And we're in the off season, so it's kind of the perfect time. List season, baby. List, list season. season. <laughs> list season. I don't know about you, but I'm always jonesing for some SEC football. We're about, I think it's well over 250 days away, but... Uh, Looking ahead to the season, I know it's so far out and, you know, a lot of people may not be thinking this far ahead. We just wanted to give the listeners a heads up on the best games of the first month of the season, because I don't know about you, Shane, but you can throw out a lot of these preseason rankings and everything. And because to me, college football is all about how you start building that momentum. I mean, at this time last year, who was thinking LSU was going to win the national championship? They get that momentum against Texas. The rest is history. You know, yep. you could go back to teams like Kentucky two years ago. Uh, they're going into Florida, massive underdogs win that game. That led to the big season. And then vice versa. I mean, you can go back to teams. I can think of Auburn teams that were in the top five, and then they lose the first, second, third week of the season, and, then, and their season just crumbles. So, right. I just think college football, for whatever reason, I think a lot of it has to do with momentum and a lot of it has to do with young players. You know, getting that momentum early or losing it can really, really define your season. So these 15 games on our list, I think, are the most important in the SEC. So what do you say we we talk about the best games of the first month of the season? Absolutely. And again, 
asterisk, first month of the season. A lot right. of people are going to see this. They're going to say, wait a minute, the Egg Bowl's not on there. Or, what? you know, the Auburn, where, where's the Iron Bowl? This mm-hmm. is the first month of the season. So uh, only September, buddy. A lot of years in recent history here, we've got a lot of marquee non-conference games. We got a couple here, but none like we've had in the last couple of years. It seems like those neutral site games are going away. So a lot of these games are strictly SEC games. Like I said, there's a couple non-conference ones, Mm -hmm. but Shane and I shared the list before going. I made up a list. He made his own list. And we'll start with Shane because he's got one that's not even on my board so let's start with that one, Shane. Which game did you think that I completely missed on this one? The one you completely missed on was number 12. I've got New Mexico at Mississippi State. And it's not that I think that it's going to be a great game or a close game. It's just the first game. We get to see the Pirate, what he's able to do with the Mississippi State offense, what it's going to look like, what are we going to see for the next few years, uh, hopefully longer. So I just... Mainly, uh, it's just an anticipation game for me, and I'm excited about seeing it. Sounds like old cousin Shane's got him some <laughs> leech fever over there, doesn't it? Man, we've been talking about him coming to the SEC for so damn long, Mike. I'm just happy that it's finally happened. Now we get to see if this is if this is going to work or if this is not going to work. But I think it will, and uh, we're going to see who's that quarter. I mean, because there's going to be quarterback controversy going on down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff, and I, I'm just looking forward to that game. I hope it's a night game, and, and it should be pretty exciting. Absolutely, Shane. Well, let's get into my rankings of the top. 15 games of the first month of the season and we'll just go down this list and you give me your feedback on if you think I got it just right or too high too low Uh, just share me your opinion on that we'll start we're going to do a countdown here so we're going to start with the number 15 game and I've got Ole Miss versus Baylor week one and this is a neutral site game it's going to be in Houston and all of a sudden this game is a lot more interesting because obviously Lane Kiffin coaching Ole Miss, but at the same time, Baylor's got a new coach. So I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, this game all of a sudden looks a lot more winnable. Mm -hmm. I know Baylor just played in the Sugar Bowl, but they lost their coach. They lost a lot of pieces off that team, including a defensive end that, you know, he gave Georgia nightmares. He's went to the NFL early. So not saying Ole Miss is definitely going to win this game, but all of a sudden, it's looking a, l- a little bit more interesting and more winnable, I think. Absolutely, and Baylor's going to be a ranked team, so I've got uh, I've got them a little bit higher, mainly kind of the same leech effect that I've got down there. I want to see what Lane Kiffin's going to do with Ole Miss. Uh, this should be a, a game that they've been pumping up in the entire week, so I'm looking forward to this. And uh, I, the main thing is, again, I just want to see who's quarterbacking. What's that offense going to look like? You know, how, you know, Baylor is not a cupcake team. This is a team that they're probably going to be an underdog with. And uh, uh, it could be uh, Lane's first victory, first big victory of the year. Mm -hmm. All right, Shane, my number 14 game. Here we go. I got the Pirates showing up here. (laughs) Mississippi State at NC State, week two of the season. So it's after that New Mexico game. Mm -hmm. They'll get the cupcake and then they'll get a. Not an elite team here, but still going on the road in the ACC, NC State. You know, they've been pretty solid here recently, so this is going to be a real test. Mississippi State's going to have to show up 
if they're going to want to win this game. And I, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying with New Mexico game. That will be very interesting to see. But surely Mississippi State will win that one. It shouldn't be much of a contest. Whereas this one, I think we're going to find out for real how quickly Mike Leach's system can go on the road at Mississippi State and win a ball game because here you lose this one. It's not going to you know destroy your season by any means, but I think this is a big one if uh, obviously you're going to want to have momentum heading into SEC play. For sure, and I think it's going to be a real good game. And uh, different than New Mexico, I think New Mexico is just going to – I think he's going to cut them loose, man. Mm -hmm. I, I expect Leach to have – 500 yards passing in that type of game, you know, and everybody's going to be on cloud nine. This may be one they come a little closer to earth with, you know, because NC State is a good ball club. Uh, they got a lot of talent coming back. That one's going to be one that you can't overlook. But like you said, you you start the season 2-0, oh, uh, you know, that, that momentum can carry on into SEC play. Mm-hmm. All right, number 13 on my list, Shane. This might be a little bit surprised to some people. Missouri at South Carolina, week three of the season. And the reason I got this one on there, because I think for Will Muschamp and company, this is going to be basically a make-or-break game. Yeah. Because if you're losing to Eli Drinkowitz first season in Missouri at home, I mean, hell, you might as well just pack your damn bags if you're Will Muschamp. <laughs> so there's a ton of pressure. You remember last year, this game was in, was at Missouri, and this is the game Halinski, you know, really came back down to earth, and Missouri ran away with this one. But of course, Halinski was a true freshman, but you know, I think he was injured, and the season just derailed from that point, basically, outside of beating Georgia. So, I mean, I just think it's that big for South Carolina, and at the same time for Eli Drinkowitz, you know, if he goes mm. on the road and we beat South Carolina, I mean, I think that's going to give his program a ton of momentum, letting them know, you know, maybe his system does work in the SEC and it's just a new day there at Columbia, Missouri. Absolutely. And I think, you know, Missouri's had South Carolina's number the last few years. And, and if you talk to a Missouri fan, they don't think South Carolina has competition right now. You know, they think of that as a team they should beat. Mm -hmm. So I, I think South Carolina has to win, kind of like what you said. There's there's going to be so much fire underneath uh, Muschamp up there that they've got to get that victory. And this has got to be the year, if they're going to get over the hump, if they're going to beat Missouri, uh, they got to do it, uh, especially when it's at home. Um, I That one, too, is that uh, open-up conference play for South Carolina and Missouri, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, yeah, so that's I mean that that's just a little extra icing on the cake as well, you know, first SEC play game. So uh, that way you can kind of get a that's about that time frame when you kind of figure out how these guys are going to fit in the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Now, how about speaking of first SEC game, number twelve on my list, Arkansas at Mississippi State, first SEC game for Sam Pittman and Mike Leach. So this this has always been a very competitive series where both programs feel like it's interesting. They both feel like they're better than than the other one. They feel like they should win this game. I mean, imagine Arkansas going two years without an SEC win and Sam Pittman wins in his first SEC game. I mean, that talk about the momentum right there. Now on the flip side, Mississippi State Mike Leach. A lot of doubters outside of Starkville whether this system can work. 
I mean, I think there's going to be a lot more pressure on Mississippi State and Mike Leach to get this game. Everyone's going to be expecting them to win. But, uh, you know, historically, this is just such a great series. I could see this being, you know, one of the better games of week three of the season. Let me ask you, Mike, do you have Arkansas anywhere else on this list? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Okay. Because I I do, too. Uh, But it it was not this game. Uh, I think this this will be a great game. But I didn't didn't have so much riding on this one. Uh, The the Arkansas-Notre Dame one's the one I've got my eyes on. Well, we'll get to that one in just a minute. Because my number 11 game, and I would have this a little bit higher. I I don't like the location. Georgia versus Virginia – the opening week of the season in Atlanta. And the reason I don't like it in Atlanta, you know, I'd like these games to move more to home and home. And really, if you're if Virginia's traveling down to Atlanta, hell, it's going to be a home game for Georgia. Might as well be. They might as well be playing this thing in Athens. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was very impressed with what I saw of Virginia in that Orange Bowl against Florida. I thought they held their own. So that's kind of why this game has moved up my list a little bit here. But, with everything Georgia's got coming back on that defensive side of the ball, Virginia does not have their quarterback returning, I don't believe. I know they've got a really good coach, but this game being in Atlanta, you know, obviously I'll be excited to watch Georgia play for the first time in the season, but the Bulldogs should just kind of run through Virginia. So Virginia still got those 6'8 linebackers. I mean, is that something we're, <laughs> is that something we're going to have to hear about the entire game? So. Uh, I don't know much about what Virginia's got coming back, but I'm, I'm close to this one. I had them a little bit lower. I had it on the, the 11th. Just the fact it's the first game mm-hmm. of the year. We get to see this new style of offense. We get to see a new quarterback. We get to see uh, – I mean, it's just – how aggressive this de- – I think defense, I mean, is going to be so damn ugly. Uh, you know, Virginia is going to struggle to get any points on the board. So I'm just – that one right there, I'm just I'm more excited about just because of all the question marks coming into it. Not so much okay. I'm with you. I, I hate that it's it's in uh, Atlanta. I wish it were in Athens, uh, but you know I'm still looking forward to this one as well. All right, getting into the number ten game, Shane. This is the one you were just referencing: Arkansas at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. week, week two of the season. We kind of teased this one on the Blast podcast when they announced for some damn reason the kickoff time and and it's going to be on NBC and all that. But, I mean, that's going to be great. But at the same time, this has got to be a game where, you know, I really wish this was year two of the Sam Pittman era because I, you know, not saying they can't beat Notre Dame, but I think it would be far more realistic them going on the road second game ever under Sam Pittman and getting this win. But I will be interesting to see because we all know Notre Dame is always so overhyped. And we got mm-hmm. an SEC team coming in to South Bend, Indiana. If the Razorbacks defeat Notre Dame, should probably eliminate Notre Dame from the college football playoff for about 20 years. But yeah. uh, And then that Sam Pittman era, baby, <laughs> that's going to be hyped up, isn't it? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, there's, you know, I mean, think about it. We we don't get to see Notre Dame much, but we did last year. And who did we see them with? Georgia. A team that Sam actually scouted 
you know, mm-hmm. did a lot of film study for uh, knows, you know, I mean, there's a lot of pieces I'm sure coming back from Notre Dame that will be back this season. So uh, who better than the offensive line coach, the one that actually got the victory. I mean, when this thing came down to it, it came down to running, man, you know, it came down to controlling the line of scrimmage and, and Notre Dame did good there for a while, but then they started breaking down. So I, I expect a full dose of uh, Boyd, you know, I, I expect a, a full dose of running game at the, with these guys and i'm looking forward to it i'm not saying i'm not putting on upset alert or anything like that but this is a big game and uh becomes a national story if you beat notre dame and i had totally overlooked the fact sam Pittman played this team last year so look at you shane provide some insight (laughs) (laughs) all right number nine on my list shane alabama versus usc this game is going to be in Arlington at the uh, Dallas Cowboys Stadium mm-hmm. in the season opener week one. If I'm being honest, Shane, I'd have this game a lot higher, but I just don't have much respect anymore for USC. I mean, we don't even know if the, the way college football is going, these coaches getting fired in damn February and stepping down and whatnot. We don't even know if that coach is going to be there. So, you know, <laughs> typically if this was a you know, a powerhouse USC team. This would be a hell of a game. I'm sure that's what they figured it would be when they scheduled it, but I would be stunned if Alabama's not, you know, probably a 20-point favorite in this game. Yeah, I think the last time they played it was a 50-point game, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'm glad that it's held in Arlington because I don't know if Steve Sarkeesian can go to Southern California. (laughs) 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 Or at least it could show us where the bars are at out there. But uh, no, this one, I, I still, again, I, I love seeing this type of matchup because we're sending one of our best teams in the SEC to go kick the ass of, what is it, Pac-10? Are they Pac-12? What are they? Pac-12. Pac-12. Yeah, so go over there. Just, I, you know, remind everybody why we're the greatest conference in the country, and that's what it's all about. So, uh, yeah, I think Bama tears them up. Uh, it, was it Jerry's World? Is that where they're going to be? Yes, sir. So, yeah, that should be a good one. I just hate these neutral site games. It should be either in Southern Cal or or in uh, uh, Tuscaloosa, but we'll, we'll go with it. All right, Shane, number eight on my list. This is always a sneaky good game, in my opinion. South Carolina at Kentucky, week four of the season. And it's just so weird. The more I think about South Carolina season, of course, they beat Georgia in Athens. They ended the streak against Kentucky but yet the rest of the damn season was a nightmare. (laughs) So this is going to be interesting because Kentucky fans, at this point, they're used to beating the South Carolina team. Yep. Meanwhile, South Carolina, for whatever reason, you know, the the feeling there in Columbia is they should never lose to Kentucky, even though they've been doing it damn near every year. So Mm -hmm. this is a game where I'm hearing so much Wildcat fans on Twitter talking up their program. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but these are the type of games at home you got to dominate this team if you're going to, you know, if you are who you say you are. Now, this is going to be on the flip side. South Carolina, we've already talked about them playing Missouri week three. If they win that game at home like they probably should, they'll be coming into this Kentucky game with a lot of momentum. Maybe maybe that hot seat cools significantly, Shane, if South Carolina starts SEC play 2-0 and and beats Missouri and Kentucky in back-to-back weeks. So, I think this is going to be a big game. Yeah, yeah and I, I'll tell you, if you're – Obviously, Kentucky fans, South Carolina fans are going to be glued to this game. But, you know, this has always been one of those games, too. If you're not a fan, you find yourself watching. 
just mm-hmm. because it's such a, a physical ball game. So uh, I, I'm I'm really interested in this one. I you know like you said, Kentucky has had South Carolina's number, and if Kentucky beats USA, this is this is where the I could see the wheels potentially falling off uh, over there if something goes wrong. And well, I'm not I, again. I'm not willing to say at this moment that Kentucky would be the underdog because, you know, Kentucky has a lot of talent coming back, a lot of hype going to be coming in. You're going to see it. It's going to pick up here about June, July. People are going to start talking about Kentucky again just for all the weapons that they do have coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not willing to say that uh, Kentucky would be an underdog, but I'm just saying if they beat South Carolina, that's when things are going to start unraveling just like they did last year. Mm-hmm. All right, my number seven game, Shane. This is another sneaky good rivalry here. Auburn at Ole Miss, week three of the season. I know you had this game a lot lower, but, hell, this was a good game last year. Now we got uh, Lane Kiffin coming in here. Maybe we sneak up on Auburn coming in early in the season. And, you know, before Ole Miss kind of took this downward turn, I mean, this was a back-and-forth series. I know it was Hugh Freeze running the thing, and he had it at a high level, but – Uh, This was always one of my favorite SEC games out in the West, and I'm kind of hoping, maybe I'm just hoping a little, but I just want Kiffin to bring that back here and make this a lot more competitive a series, and I believe this will be Kiffin's first SEC game, so there'll be a ton of hype. Hopefully it's a night game down there in Oxford, and I don't know, maybe I'm just getting a little nostalgic here, but I got (laughs) Auburn and Ole Miss number seven. It's a big one, and it's a huge one for Lane, you know, because he wants to beat. He wants to be the Alabama. He wants, you know, what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. and you do if you could beat Auburn, then you know you, you could pretty much write the check wherever you want to go, you know. So, I'm not saying that he's not going to stick in Ole Miss or anything like that, but you know, this is this is what Lane wants. Lane wants to be in the spotlight. He wants Ole Miss Rebels or land sharks whatever they're going by he wants them to be relevant he wants them to be the top dogs in the west and you do that by beating teams like auburn so uh but also on the flip side of the coin this is a game auburn should win that's why i just i don't have it as high as you do because i don't think it's going to be as close not saying that it won't be in the future it's just the talent gap is still pretty wide but if if Gus finds a way to lose this thing, then yeah, some some heads are going to roll, and you think Muschamp's seat's hot, boy? I tell you what, they may kick him out. All right, Shane. Next on the list here, this is going to be a good one. This is, uh, you know, fan, the two fan bases know this is a good game, but I don't think the rest of the SEC maybe has been following it like we do. Kentucky at Florida, week two of the season. We know Florida's had that incredible streak, but. I mean, year in and year out, Kentucky basically plays them neck and neck. I mean, this has been a damn heartbreak series for the Wildcats. And, you know, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, hell, this game's in Gainesville. Kentucky had their shot last year. But when Kentucky last played in Gainesville, they won. So Wildcats and Mark Stoops not going to be afraid to go into Florida. Not saying they are going to win this game, but, I mean, this is going to be a big one here. And this Mm -hmm. is quickly turning into – you know, one of the most bitter rivalries here in the SEC East, in my opinion. Remember, this was the game also with uh, the damn ankle twist the and ankle all this. Twist. I mean, yeah. there's a lot Philippe. of bad, lot of bad blood in this series. Yeah, Frank's getting hurt. Yeah, there was, this was a this is a big physical game right here. Uh, what number was this one on your list? Just curious. Number six. Number six. Okay, I had four. I just think it's going to be. This is one of those. It's becoming one of my favorite games, man. 
mm-hmm. because you you know you always think again Kentucky's just got a, such a bad rap, but years last few years, man, they just there you can't count them out in any of the games, and this is definitely one of them. I mean, if you think the last time they were down in Florida, what happened? You know, this was uh, you had. Uh, the same guy with the ankle twist, you know, smashing water balls at the end of the day. And uh, all the memes and the videos that came out on Twitter, that, that was such a huge victory for Kentucky. They were able to break that streak. So, uh, you know, Florida Florida wants to create their their dominance, man. They, they, you know, they, they want to be recognized as a contender in the East. Uh, not, not Georgia, then Florida. They don't want to make it sound like it's Georgia or Florida. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, this is a game that they're going to have to not just win, but win big and let everybody know that this team's legit. So it's just as important for, for Dan and Florida to, to win that game as it is Kentucky. Because if Kentucky comes away with another victory, man, uh, I don't know, dude. They better be hang- They better be putting some statues up there, Mark. Because you know th- this this guy finds ways to win. He's a dangerous coach, and uh, you can never count Kentucky out in a game like this. Mm-hmm. All right, we've reached the top five, Shane. My number five game. You're going to be happy with this one: Tennessee at Oklahoma, week two of the season. Last time these two faced was in Neyland Stadium, and damn, Tennessee should have won it, but uh, Baker Mayfield and company stole one there, and I believe it was in overtime, and, you know, there's so much hype right now with Tennessee, but and that that just seems to be uh, not an annual thing, but every couple of years, and now that we're back on the cycle of hyping up Tennessee, but this is the game where they're going to be able to prove it, in my opinion. Yes, I know Oklahoma is probably going to be in the top 10, but... You know, we've seen time and time again where there's a team like Tennessee, very talented, maybe borderline mm-hmm. top 25, playing one of these top 10 teams from the Big 12 or Pac-12 or what have you, and it's basically an even match. So not saying that it necessarily will be, but, hell, Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt won a number of games as an underdog already during his career, and Oklahoma's got a new quarterback coming in, so... I'm just saying there's there's a couple of variables here where, you know, Jeremy Pruitt's still kind of looking for that signature win. I think this is going to be one of his better opportunities to get it. Dude, this game's huge. Uh, I mean, if Tennessee were able to – I mean, when's the last time we've had a top-10 victory, you know? I think this is a big game because I think Oklahoma takes a step back from mm-hmm. last year. I think Tennessee, Tennessee's taking a step forward. However, it's early in the season, man, and that's something coaches had some hard, you know, some difficulty dealing with is that that slow start to the season. It ramps up real quick for Tennessee. Uh, so, I, I mean, obviously, I'm excited. I wish I could go to the game, but, you know, you got the, the Charlotte game to warm up and then boom, <laughs> it's freaking Oklahoma. And then the next week you got uh, Furman and then Florida, you know, so you're you're dealing with two very tough uh, opponents, probably both of them top 10 opponents in the first four weeks. So uh, we're going to find out real quick how good this Tennessee ball club is. And and like I said, I hope I hope we get an upset victory for sure. That was the loudest game, man. They say uh, that Oklahoma, last time they were there, was the loudest uh, Neyland has ever been. So um, 
it just sucks that we couldn't get away with that victory. And Baker, oh, man, I've never been so mad at a quarterback in my life than when Baker Mayfield went down there and ran his mouth. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we blew that one. I can feel the pain in your voice oh, all these years later. <laughs> I, I may need another beer, Mike. <laughs> all right, number four on my list, Shane. I was surprised you had this one so low. Auburn versus North Carolina in Atlanta. And this is weird because it's a neutral site game, but it's not the season opener. It's week two for some reason. So week two of the season, Auburn and North Carolina in Atlanta. And the reason that I've got this game so high, I think for SEC fans that don't yet know this name, Sam Howell, the North Carolina quarterback, freshman All-American. The offense is run by former Ole Miss offensive coordinator Phil Longo. Uh, they've really got something going up there. and I think they only won about seven games last year, but I think they won two the year before. And We're talking the first year under Mack Brown. Now they got an established quarterback going against. I mean, this is a type of game for North Carolina where you make your program. You know what I mean? So yeah. not saying North Carolina is going to win this game, but Auburn's got to – I think they're going to have to bring their A game, and I think this is going to be one of those classic games where Auburn – you know, either doesn't play that well or they get down and then it goes down to the wire and it's just, just a wild back-and-forth game. I think this is going to be a really high-scoring game. I think this is going to be a good one. See, I don't. I, I don't. Um, you know, and I'm not discrediting what you're saying. I just think that this won't be a ball game, and that's why I'm not as high on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think uh, Auburn, even though I've, I've gave them a hard time, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious what kind of offense this is going to look like with Coach Morris. Uh, you know, I'm kind of curious to how this defense is going to reload, but I think there's still so much talent on that roster compared to North Carolina that this thing shouldn't be a ball game. And it would be a joke if it was. Sounds like Shane's ready to crown him after <laughs> <laughs> last uh, off season, you were ready to bury Auburn. Now you're ready to crown him. I know, which concerns me because, you know, he is a seesaw down there, you know, it's usually <laughs> like every time he has a good season, he has a bad season. So is this going to be a bad season? I don't know. I don't think it is. I think Bo takes a step forward. I, I, I'm Again, I'm not totally out on Coach Morris as an offensive coordinator. I kind of like the idea and the thought, and I'm, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, this is a, this is a key matchup, and I, I think Auburn will be fine. It's the defense I'm more worried about with Auburn. I don't want this thing to, to become a shootout. That's the last thing we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need Auburn to have that defense, that pressure, that tenacity that they had last season. And if they're able to continue into this season, then um, I, I think they'll have their way with North Carolina. So that's why, again, that's why I'm not so high on this one, just because I, I don't think it's going to be a ball game. All right, Shane, we're into the top three now. These games are all fantastic. They're going to be great. I'm just daydreaming thinking about them here. <laughs> Number three, LSU versus Texas in Baton Rouge, week two of the season. Obviously, LSU took care of Texas last year in Austin, but this is going to be a much different LSU team. Thoughts on uh, number three? You think uh, too high or just about right? What's your thoughts on that? We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think this is going to be an awesome game, man. I hope Coach O's down there right now taking the AC units out of his (laughs) 
maybe have Coach Leach to come down there and tell them how they need to uh, get that visiting locker room ready for them. So, um, I don't know, man. This this one's probably, uh, you know, something similar to what you said earlier. You know, that Texas game was the – that was the victory, man. Mm-hmm. That's what – catapulted uh joe burrow uh as a as an elite quarterback that's what made this put this team on the map as a a contender in the sec um you know are they able to continue that moment what kind of ball club are we going to have next year lsu still has a lot of talent coming back texas has a lot of talent coming back i still think this is going to be a hell of a game but You've got the the benefit of it being a death valley. You've got the the, the added benefit of uh, uh, established receivers coming back. I, I think that you know the defense is going to be all right. I am curious what this uh, what what Pelini is going to be doing with the four three. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of keep an eye on that. But I think they'll be fine. But this one this one is just going to set the tone, man. It's the first game of the season. Uh, not only does it tell you kind of where we are at in our conference it also tells them where uh, texas is in there so um i think it's just a great great game i'm excited about this one man all right number two on my list shane florida at tennessee Mm. week four of the season this used to be the best game in the sec east it's been far from that here recently but starting to see jeremy pruitt and dan mullen build up their programs and it's about damn time Pruitt at least gives Dan Mullen a game. I mean, he beat him every time when he was the coordinator at Alabama and Georgia. Now he can't uh, can't even give him a game here as a head coach. But this is the measuring stick for Jeremy Pruitt. Make no mistake. This is the one Tennessee fans, I think, even more than Alabama, want to win. Want to beat Florida. Get that season going right. And I'm not saying it's going to happen because we all know Florida's probably going to be a top 10 team here. But, I mean, this is... Everything we said about the Oklahoma game times a million because th- <laughs> this is how Tennessee coaches are judged, how they do against the Gators. Absolutely. You you would love – you would like to have the Oklahoma win. Don't get me wrong, but you would love to have this one. You know, this one sets the tone. This one's – you know, back in the day, this is the one that used to decide the East, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, whoever won this game had a clear path, you know. They just had to get past Georgia. And, and that's the key because the East – it feels like the bottom is coming up. You know, it feels like that line is not as as wide as it used to be, that separation gap uh, between the one and the twos and threes. And, you know, Georgia's been up there. It feels like this is the year that Florida can actually give Georgia a run for its money. This also feels like the year that Tennessee can say, hey, you know what, we're not – the bottom of the East anymore. We're on our way up as well. And the way to do that is beat the Gazers, man. You do that, you you shut everybody up. So uh, this has always been my favorite game of the year, Mike. Uh, you know that. And it's, it usually has a lot of heartache involved, you know, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of crocodile tears, a lot of beers, you know. But uh, maybe this is the year uh, Tennessee gets over the hump. Or maybe this is the year, you know, Dan says, hey, it's it, man. We're we're the best in the East. So uh, we're going to find that out. Uh, what is that, week four? Week four of the season. And yeah. Yeah, I like what you said there because at the same – it's not the same type of pressure by any means, but there's going to be a little bit of pressure on Dan Mullen and the Gators to keep Tennessee under their thumb because, yeah. I mean, Tennessee's recruiting close to the level of Florida. Mm-hmm. And if they 
find a way to win this game. I mean, it's going to be Florida still be higher in the pecking order, you know, in recent history here, but it's going to be hard to keep them that way if you if you not beating them. So uh, this is an important game for the Gators too, because their sights are set much higher than beating Tennessee. Their their sights are on Atlanta. Absolutely, they're likely. It's going to be difficult to get there if you lose uh, this game against Tennessee. Yep. All right, a no-brainer, number one pick. This is going to be a damn epic game. It's almost a shame we don't get it annually <laughs> in the SEC unless it's in the SEC championship game. Georgia at Alabama week three of the season. And this is this feels like a damn playoff game in mm-hmm. the third week of the season. I know the last time. The last couple times these two have played in the regular season, it's been kind of ugly, but this is going to be probably the best. This may be the best SEC team that Nick Saban has faced in the regular season in you know several years. So I don't know. I mean, I just can't get over this game, Georgia at Alabama. And right now I know it's in Tuscaloosa, but I still think I would probably – maybe we, have, we need to see Jamie Newman a little bit, but I'm leaning towards Georgia being the favorite. Oh, man. I thought you were going to say Georgia State, Alabama there for a minute, Mike. You know, <laughs> put them on upset alert. But I'm with you, man. This is this is the game. Uh, a lot of people are going to be picking Alabama to win the West. A lot of people are going to be picking Georgia to win the East. And so if you're on that boat or in that boat, you know, this in your mind is an opportunity to see an SEC game preview. You know, this SEC championship game one, you know. Um, now I, I'm, I'm not a believer in that. I think that, you know, I honestly, I think Georgia's ahead of Alabama right now. Um, I, I think they just got so much talent coming back on defense, uh, that they're going to be, if they can get any type of offense going, uh, I think they'll be fine. I think they're going to win a lot of ball games. They may even go undefeated. Uh, you know, that's also a possibility, but uh, how quick, you know, is this Newman? Is he a, is he a big time player? You know, this, that's one of the cool things about this game is because it's going to be hyped up, man. You know, the president may be at this one, like he was with that LSU game last year. And if they show up and they, and it's, it's sold out and which it will be, and it's, it's rocking. You get to find out on both sides of this, who's your quarterback. Can he handle the big game? You know, are they, are these guys really going to be contenders toward the end of the season? So, I mean, this is a good, I mean, a fantastic game. This is, I mean, this is number one on everybody's list. Yeah. And, you know, on the flip side, it's going to be very interesting to see how the loser reacts to this game because, you know, by no means will they be eliminated from anything, but they're going to drop in the SEC standings. It's not to say they can't climb their way back. They'll have, you know, every other league game in front of them, but Hell, let's say, you know, it doesn't matter which team it is. If it's Alabama or Georgia, if they drop one of these and then, you know, injuries happen or bad weather or or who knows, but you drop another one and make no mistake, the goal there at Georgia and Alabama right now is to win the SEC, win the national championship. Your season's done if you lose two. You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if Georgia loses to Florida or Auburn. Or on the flip side, Alabama loses to Texas A&M or Auburn or LSU or who who knows. So uh, this is going to be, man, this is just going to be a damn Titanic showdown. And <laughs> I, I kind of hope it plays out that way in a, a little bit because I, as much 
hype as these two teams are going to get, I think it would be kind of a shame if it's, you know, round one and then we get it again in the SEC championship. I don't know. For some reason, that I, I just don't like that idea. I kind of like the idea of, of new blood in there, but maybe that's going to happen too. Maybe Georgia loses a close one on the road and then they tr- they have to get their revenge in Atlanta. Who knows? But uh, however this one plays out, I'm just – Man, I'm hoping for a really, really good game because, like I said, the last couple times these two have met in the regular season, Alabama's just destroyed Georgia. So I'm, I'm just hoping that doesn't happen. Man, that's that's fantastic. I mean, you know, we give Bama such a hard time of their their schedule, and you know, and, and they start out with Southern Cal, and then two weeks later they're playing Georgia. I mean, <laughs> that's 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 what I'm talking about. And a lot of people think. You know, I've, I've, I've been reading a lot of stuff, Mike. You know, you, you see an article, you click on it, maybe clickbait, ain't not, whatever. Next thing you know, you're in this rabbit hole, and you're like, yeah, I can see Alabama running the table. You know, it's just uh, there's a lot of people that think uh, Alabama's going to sneaky good team this year, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I don't know. We're going to find out. I think they destroy Southern Cal, but this game right here, this is this is a playoff game, man. I mean, say what you want. These these two teams, I could easily see back in the playoffs if even if they lose, they win out, they control their own destiny, they'll be fine. So this is like a you. I don't want to say it's a must win. This is a good measuring stick on what we're going to see the rest of the season. So I like that, Mike. Um, that, I'm just ready for football. It's so damn far away, man. <laughs> you know, it's February. <laughs> I'm getting so pumped up. And this is September. It's seven months from now. But uh, anyway, yes, at this moment, these are uh, our top 15. Well, yeah, so that's all we got on this one. Let us know. You know, give us some feedback if you like this one. Unfortunately, like I said, there's just not a ton of news going around right now. So we got to come up with ways to, to bring some interesting content. But hopefully we pumped you up for your Friday, maybe ride to work or ride back or what have you. And uh, remember to get them flowers, get them chocolates. You don't want to be <laughs> you don't want to be that person that doesn't get your significant other anything. So a uh, little Valentine's Day reminder there. But uh, or, I think, or maybe what if they you know they're they're in the doghouse and that's why they're listening to this podcast now because she's completely locked him out. You know mm-hmm. he forgot his candies, forgot his gifts. He's sitting out there. He's like, well. I might as well listen to some SEC podcast, you know, and then he's he's like, damn, I should have listened to this in the morning as a reminder so I wouldn't be in this current situation. So, uh, hey, if we save one life, Mike, it's worth it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy, I think that's going to do it unless you got anything before we hop off here. I got one review, Mike. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Mike. The first one here. Well, the only one. Hey, I don't. We did get some ghost reviews, and I really do appreciate that. You know, five star hearts, five star ratings. Those really help us out. Uh, even if you don't want to write, that's fine. But if you do, we'd love to read it. We'd love to send you a cozy. Uh, Grotty's going to be getting one here. Grotty Maxwell, uh, five star Vol in Texas. Can I, I can't wait to crack open a cold one with my new pals, Mike and Shane, in person. Shane made a. Shane, make a roadie to Norman in September, and I'll buy the beer. 
Well, that's a tempting offer, Grody. I appreciate <laughs> you, buddy. And, uh, you know, that is, I mean, kind of on a bucket list. I'm not ruling it out, but if we do, definitely we'll be giving you a buzz uh, so that we can uh, drink some brewskis. So I'm all for that, Mike. Absolutely. So, yeah, thanks for that one, Rowdy. We appreciate that review. Those really do help the show kind of grow. So if you can get the word out that way, if you don't have Apple, iTunes, whatever the hell it's called, you know, spreading the word always helps the show grow. We appreciate that as well. And for each of our five-star written reviews, we'll send you a free koozie, free of charge. That's on us. That's just our way of showing appreciation for you guys. We really appreciate you guys hopping on here. And uh, we know there's a lot of podcasts out there. And you spend the time with us. We appreciate it. For sure. Absolutely. And like, you know, like we started the show, this is list season. This is mailbag season. So if you, you know, we post this on uh, Twitter, letting you know, and Instagram and uh, Reddit page. So if you see it and you've got a question, a mailbag question for me or Mike, you know, Mike's the inside guy. I get that. So if you've got recruiting questions or anything like that, he's your go-to He's like he's like the wiki page is what Mike is. So if you got a question for him or me, feel free to send it. And uh, maybe next week we can include a, a mailbag section, Mike. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that. So just, yeah, send us your questions either on Twitter or Reddit or that SEC podcast at gmail.com. And we'll hit those on the next one. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Shane. So that's going to do it for this one. Uh, Thanks for joining me as always. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Vols. Happy Valentine's Day.